Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard in the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. You're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Paisanos, it's... Oh, hey. Wow. Sorry, folks, I'm messing with my uh, new hardware. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Let me adjust my microphone here and see if that helps matters. For some reason, my voice is really booming this evening. Not entirely sure how or why that's the issue. Let's see if I can go ahead and change that on the fly. You know, I just tested this up before going on the air not ten minutes ago. And everything was working fine. The mic check worked fine. Everything was working fine. And all of a sudden, here we are. I, I don't know, folks. Anyways, this is the Emperor of Clan Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio this evening. And this is the Emperor's Court, the finest talk show online. Let's see if I can adjust my microphone. Da, 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 da. Yeah, a little better. A little better. There we go. All right, there we go. Not too loud, not too soft. Not going to blow your eardrums out. The finest online talk in the world of gaming. That, that being like video gaming. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we have a bunch of topics uh, tonight, a lot to get to. Real quick, I want to thank our sponsors, harborbluegroup.com, for going and providing all the uh, the software, the servers, and footing the bill. We appreciated our sponsors, the harborbluegroup.com, for all your e-commerce needs. Check them out. Well, a lot has gone on in the two weeks. i got to remember how to use my damn mic. It's been so long since I've been on the air. It's been almost two weeks now since last we talked. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed their Easter slash Passover. hope you had a good time. hope your holiday was great. I'm sure everybody ate a ton, as they always do. Uh, okay, checking down. Okay, a couple things uh, real quick. Who was it? I think Senton was asking me if the music at the beginning was had something to do with me being depressed. I'll be honest with you. Here's how it works. To give you a little insight as to how things work here uh, behind the scenes. When we play pre-game music, um, because we have the, the RA licensing, we can pretty much play whatever we want. Although majority of what we play usually has to do with uh, either local bands or you know overclock remix. We try to keep it uh, try to keep it online stuff, local stuff, that kind of thing. Um, I have a shoutcast uh, folder of music that has about 900 songs, and I just set it up and whatever goes goes. So it's completely random as to what pops up. So if there was a couple like emo songs that have appeared or or played back to back to back, my apologies, that was not intended. 
it was just completely random. I really didn't care what was playing as long as it was noise and as long as people knew that the shoutcast was up and indeed working. So there you have it. So uh, that's pretty much how we do the music selection uh, prior to uh, going on the air. Now, during the show, that's a little different story. We actually plot out what songs we're going to use you know, when we're doing the commercials, what commercials we use at what certain time, and we actually map out, or specifically I map out exactly how a show goes. So there you have it, just a little uh, little insight there. Okay, speaking of music and local bands and stuff we use, I hope everybody remembers the uh, futuristic sex, ro- sex robots. I know a bunch of you, a bunch of you, continue to ask me where I get the music from, uh, some of the songs that I played. Simple, futuristicsexrobots.com. That's R-O-B-T-O, I'm sorry, R-O-B, God, I can't even friggin' spell today. You don't know how to spell robots except for the Z instead of an S. Now, the reason I bring this up again, uh, other than just giving them a plug because they and it makes them you know, pretty cool tunes, is the fact that they're in a contest right now. Um, and in fact, Robo Studios is actually in the uh, audience this evening. He's in the IRC channel. If you want to join us in the IRC channel, please do so at irc.solidirc.com. We're in channel 1G, so come on in. Uh, they, We do have... Uh, hang on, Killer. We'll get to that in a second. They're involved in a contest right now for uh, a movie that's coming out starring Samuel L. Jackson, where a number of songs that are from the internet, from different uh, various artists and groups, have submitted their songs, and the winner apparently will get their song on the uh, soundtrack. Free publicity, etc., etc., etc. All right, that being the case, they need your help because it's being voted on by the people from uh, the internet. Now, the easiest way to get on this, if you want to throw them a vote for for their song, give them some support, we would certainly like you to do so, and I'm asking you, my audience, uh, to throw your uh, weight behind them. Uh, go to futuristicsexrobots.com. There is a link there in the news, I imagine. Uh, yes, it's in the news. Uh, go ahead and click on that and follow the instructions on how to vote for them. Obviously, the more votes they get, if they get the most votes, they will get in consideration to be carried on the soundtrack for this upcoming movie. Now, granted, being that it's a Samuel L. Jackson movie, he's only concerned with Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you. Futuristic Sex Robots, R-O-B-O-T-Z dot com. That's right, Senton. Spelling is overrated. Yeah, you don't need to know how to spell to talk on the radio. There you have it. Then again, it's not like I'm getting paid much of anything at all. Hint. <laughs> anyway, so please check it out. Give them your support. Listen to the song. Throw them a vote. We appreciate it. We'd like to see them uh, do uh, very well. They've uh, they've certainly struck a chord with a, a great deal of our community anyways. So everybody likes that WoW song. The World of Warcraft rap they do. Me, I like that one. My three favorite ones are the World of Warcraft rap. I like the... Um, actually, I take it back. There's four. If I Rule the World... Uh, is the one that I like. Um, uh, the uh, Back to the Future rap, that's the third one. And the fourth one is it has to do with um, the Positronic Pimp, uh, Data from Star Trek. Yeah, I know it's it, the whole thing is nerdy, but you got to listen to the... Ra- if, if i got time later, I'll play the song again. You can download the entire album at futuristicsexrobots.com. So just go there. Remember, robots with a Z, people. All right, real quick, let me reset. If you want to get in our conversation, we are in IRC tonight. That's irc.mirc.com. We are in channel 1G. If you want to hit me up on AOL's instant messenger, you may do so at EMP, the number one, the letter G, EMP1G. Actually, I'm in a pretty good mood. Um, I just won a couple of tickets today. I actually had to work on a Sunday. I actually work almost every Sunday as it happens, at least in the last several months. Um, anyways, they had a, a, a sale contest, and I kind of 
went slumming and dipped into the sales aspect and actually won two tickets, uh, two box seat tickets to see the Cleveland Indians take on the uh, Boston Red Sox this Thursday at Jacobs Field, downtown Cleveland. So I'm seriously looking forward to that. Me and Mystic Mim will be going down and take, uh, taking the game some, for some really pimp seats. Usually our, uh, we like to sit in uh, the lower right reserve, which is in right field, like right between the bullpens. Great seats, great view. They can chuck batteries and spit at the left field, or actually right fielder. So that's actually a lot of fun, but I'm really looking forward to that. So actually, today has been a pretty good day. MC Raiders. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Uh, anyways, Killer Frog asked me, are there going to be any new commercials? I will tell you this. Yes, there are a few commercials. We actually have five in the can that we've never released that we've been holding on to. The reason why is we've been working on the uh, website and the, the archive program that we have designed so that we can upload the programs fairly quickly. You can download them fairly quickly right after a show and so it can deal with the amount of traffic we get. Now, luckily, uh, One Year Born is on a good server. That's our the clan's website, oneyearborn.com, where you can go uh, and download our shows right now. Okay, The radio link site that we're putting up that our sponsor sponsors are helping us build is we're trying to put an infrastructure in place where we can actually handle the amount of load that we get for people downloading shows, uh, as well as new shows we'll be airing on the network, hopefully, if we can get some decent hosts. Now, a couple people have been asking me, why haven't we aired new shows? Well, the simple fact of the matter is, folks, there's not a whole lot of talented people out there, at least not that are submitting um, demos, which is kind of depressing. I'd hope they actually have some decent people. And we've got, we've still got uh, a State of Warcraft, which is great. Uh, and that's a uh, iPod type thing. It's a downloadable show. It always appears usually on Wednesdays uh, by our buddy Idiotech from Down Under from Australia. And he does a hell of a show uh, for Warcraft 3. He uh, includes replays in his uh, in his uh, download pack. Uh, it does shoutcast games, talk, etc. Now we did have uh, uh, Imbalanced Weekly. Unfortunately, the gentleman who did that uh, uh, simply had to uh, take a bit of a sabbatical because he's also running a um, uh, Imbavideo.com, or which is uh, all about Warcraft uh, imbalance. It's Warcraft three movies, and that was taking up a great deal of his time. So unfortunately, we had that going, and that's on sabbatical. Zerum uh, is really heavy into his uh, Counter Strike clan. They've gone professional, so they're sponsored. They're constantly. Unfortunately, his practices fall during the time that he could do a show. So it's just one thing after another, folks. It's just you know we're plugging along here, doing what we can. I, that's really what it comes down to. So we do have a couple of show ideas. We're just trying to get some people to actually put them together, and we'll see how they sound. At any rate, that brings us up to the topics of discussion this evening. Now, there's a couple different things. Rise and Fall's demo has come out a week early, which I know Mechahawk is like freaking jizzing himself at home because he's been waiting for this game. We did give it a bit of a review um, some weeks back just based on the uh, uh, screenshots we saw, the text we saw, some of the articles... Uh, and it looked very promising. For those of you who do not know, Rise and Fall of Legends uh, is a game that's kind of like like part first-person shooter, part Rome Total War type thing. And it's at uh, Rise and Fall of Heaven, which is uh, raf.heavengames.com. Um, you can go there. Actually, I think that's a fan site, to be quite honest. Uh, no, that's no, that's the real... No, I'm sorry. That's the official site. Go there. And they've got the demo. You can actually go ahead and download. There's uh, four different places. File Plants got a File Front, GameSpot worth playing. You can download the demo there and give it a whirl. And what's cool about it is, other than leading your soldiers in like uh, in blocks of troops, like uh, uh, ancient. Uh, that's what it is. It's ancient warfare, you know, combat where you 
have you know, Romans and you have Egyptians and you have cavalry and you have nomads and what have you. And one of the cool things is at any point in time, you can break up your army into two players. One player having the, the uh, strategic command, which is like a, like a macro, where you control all your, your entire army from a commander standpoint. Move a block of troops here, move a cohort of men here. The other player can take on a hero's role, which means you, you start you know, getting closer and closer. You're like rushing at the ground. All of a sudden, you take over you know, one of the heroes. Let's say you're playing the Persians. You get Nebuchadnezzar. And, and what you do is... I'm sorry, right, whatever. Rise and fall of heaven. You know what I'm talking about. Not love legends. My bad. God forbid. Anyways, what you do is you take over one of these heroes, and all of a sudden you can start doing, like, Dynasty Warriors. That, thank you. Dynasty Warriors is a perfect example. Thank you, Brain, for kicking it at the last second there. That is, a, it's a perfect example. What you do is you take over, you start hacking away at troops, and you can actually, you've got special abilities, you've got special uh, spells, what have you, can actually affect the outcome of the battle. So, Schizophrenic, I'll get to that later on. Schizophrenic's bring up um, Dungeons & Dragons online. Uh, I will... I have, I, I have played actually Dungeons and Dragons within the last week, and I'll give you my opinions on that too if we get later to it later in the evening. All right, so Rise and Falls demos out. I have, unfortunately have not had a chance to download. It's been a very busy week for me. The next two or three weeks are going to be very busy, so, but I'm going to give it a whirl. It's a game I've been looking forward to myself, so I hope to get to that uh, fairly soon. So look for that. Uh, probably next week, next Sunday, I'll have a more in-depth review. But just so you know, it's uh, raf.heavengames.com. Check it out. Rise and Fall. Um, heaven pretty cool pretty nice especially if you like the uh, uh the ancient warfare if you like dynasty wars anything like that like a Roman to the war slash dynasty wars definitely check it out it's uh in fact they go on that their um dnd is the suck says mecha hawk yeah thanks thanks for that mecha your informed opinion Tell, mecha have you actually played dungeons and dragons i did so, yeah, die singing the demo. You can take out an entire army with your hero. Ugh. Hard to find a sentence saying that hard to find uh, hard to find good MMOs are pretty much non-existent. Uh, okay, I, I, the, the debate is raging with MMOs, so I, well, that's in the IRC channel. <laughs> All right, another topic I want to get to this evening. This one's kind of a big one. Is World of Warcraft? Oh, I can hear the grunting in the pain. Like, oh, we're back to World of Warcraft. Uh, folks, folks, folks. What can I say? It's the biggest game going right now. Whether you love it or hate it, and I hate it, it's gonna bring you back. Here's the thing. And this is the. This is we're actually revisiting. Uh, two issues that have cropped up in the past that we thought have been put to bed, but apparently have not. Those being guilds with Blizzard employees getting favorable treatment and player versus environment players being transferred to a player versus player realm. Both of which go hand in hand with the latest drama and conspiracy uh, going on in the World of Warcraft. About a week and a half ago, Blizzard uh, announced that they were doing transfers on servers. May basically, they were moving... Uh, player versus environment servers to brand new player versus player servers, which would be open later for uh, brand new character creation. As it happens, the very first realm to transfer was the one that the Fires of Heaven reside on. Now, for those of you who are not in the know, and a great majority of you are, the Fires of Heaven is an uber raiding guild that got its start in EverQuest and is now in World of Warcraft and has been. 
and is the home of not one, but two of Blizzard's developers. Big developers, like we choose the philosophy of the game developers. So, some months ago, actually this would have been about almost a year ago, when Anixia, they were doing Anixia uh, changes in the upcoming patch and a couple dungeon things, uh, and Dire Maul had a, uh, they were releasing information on Dire Maul, the Fires of Heaven Guild had all this information weeks before the rest of us did, and a month and a half before the patch was ready to go live. They knew all about it. They knew about the Nixia changes, they knew about the strategy changes, and they knew how the fight would go long before everybody else had even heard that Nixia was going to be changed. Not to mention, they also had all the intimate details of Dire Maul and a couple other dungeons that were coming out. So this is not anything new to Blizzard. Now, what is new is the fact that we thought this had been put to rest, that the favorable treatment such as you know, entire guilds being moved off of servers where they pissed off people like they did on Arthras. Uh, and they moved from Uther to Arthras, uh, this guild, this horde guild that had pissed off everybody on their server, but had a uh, game master that played in their guild. So we upped and moved them to a new server, and there was a huge uproar over that, and they tried covering it up. Well, this time, the first guild over of the first server, the first minute it went up, was the Fires of Heaven. They've gone through, uh, you know, Anchorage and Blackwing Lair and Molten Core. There's 100 players strong, and they're all geared up. Tier 1, Tier 2, everything, and they transfer them to a player versus player server. Now, before you begin to say, but Emperor, it's a brand new PvP server. Okay. I understand it's a brand new player versus player server. I get that. What I don't get is the fact that you're going to open up the ability for people to make, to create their characters on these realms. Okay. So you create a character on this. Why the hell should I create a character on a server where everybody's level 60 and everybody has tier godlike gear and can sit friggin' in Agamar and beat the hell out of me as I'm going to the bank? Yeah, I understand. If I don't attack them, they, they... shut up. You get the analogy. You thought Terra Mill was a blood fest when you know, that first came up. It's a brand new... Yeah, thank you, Blynn. Somebody smack him. The fact of the matter is, these people chose to play in a player versus environment to begin with. They knew then that they wouldn't be able to play player versus player. They knew it was going to be a different game. They were going to be able to level up without being harassed. They were going to be able to run dungeons without the Alliance camping on the, the bridge to up a Blackrock Spire or blocking the pass to Blackwing Lair or sitting in front of the crystal in the window for Molten Core or vice versa for Horde, whatever. Why is it all of a sudden they get a free pass to go to a player versus player server where they already have all the stuff, they don't have to go through any of that, and they can grief, and that's what it is, because every, there's a bunch of you bastards out there who email me every week when we talk about player versus player. Oh, but it's not griefing, it's player versus player. Yeah, you're right, I agree. You know that going in. However, the people that are going to create their characters on these servers may not be aware of the fact that God himself resides, and he is a night elf rogue with tier 3 shit. And he's sitting right outside the contested zone going into Ashenvale to kill you because he's got nothing else to do. I mean, come on. What else are you going to do? Thank you. I know there's a minute or a 30 second delay. This is real radio, folks. So there is a delay between what I say and what you hear. Now, that would be traditionally if we were going to dump stuff, but since we're not under any FCC regulations, I can say whatever the hell I want and do. Fuck!
There you go, just as proof. At any rate, now Blizzard says, and of course, this was a huge thing up until about a week ago when they started banning people left and right for making these uh, uh, posts over and over and over again, and it's kind of died out now because people are afraid to post without getting banned. They said it's to alleviate the stress on some of the servers that the only way to get people to transfer was to allow them to transfer to a different style of server. You know what, Blizzard? That's your problem. If you can't keep these servers up, then you should have closed character creation on them to begin with. Whatever happened to that? What happened to closing character creation on all these different servers or having all these problems? All that has gone away. Why? What is the excuse for that? What is the reason for that? It was a hell of an idea, and they should have stuck with it. Instead, they don't. In fact, if you look at this, if you go to their forums right now, you'll see all kinds. Aslagor's down, Illidan's down. Uh, apparently, nobody wants to play in Chogall. They can't get anybody. It's a new server. Nobody wants to play there. Um, they just put up a thing trying to get people to go there. Uh, Archimonde's having problems. I mean, it's just it's just a, a laundry list. And it, it just continues. All right. And you can say, well, Blizzard's trying to do something by giving people an incentive, giving them a reason. You know what? Then you force them to move. You say, guess what? If not enough people move by X amount of date, we're going to randomly pick somebody and move you to the new server. If you're not going to do it yourselves, then we're going to do it for you. Then you can't bitch about having a server that doesn't work. Then you can't bitch about waiting in line for 500 people because you can't play. Because they want to play. It's as simple as that. Move every whiner to an RP server. Why? So the RPers can flood the boards and I can listen to them whine about how the fact that, oh, people don't understand the role players. Oh, we've got rights too. Yeah, you do. You know what? Oh, here we go. And this was another giant rant that began last uh, last week. And this doesn't go with World of Warcraft. This is, in general, role players versus your normal everyday gamer, like myself. Look. I understand that you want to escape into a realm of fantasy, that perhaps your life sucks, maybe you don't have any real-life friends, that your job, flipping burgers, isn't exactly glamorous. I understand that, but not everybody can be a scientist, and not everybody was meant to have friends. Just because you want to play a game and have a good time and kind of lose yourself in fantasy, that's cool. When I go to the movies, when I go to the movies, you know, I don't come out thinking, Hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. I don't think that I'm a friggin' Jedi. I escape into the movie, whether, you know, if I can believe it or not, if I can suspend reality for a while, it's cool. I enjoy it for two hours, then I go home. And I'm pretty normal. Relatively speaking. But when you actually start to pretend that you're an elf, or a dwarf, or a halfling, or a giant, or whatever, or a mixture of those bunch... When you actually care about what your alignment is, there's something wrong. Now, MechaHawk said he, uh, this was posted on our forums earlier, and I saw this earlier in the week because somebody posted this in the same thread uh, that this is being discussed at, and it's, uh, what the hell, fuck is it? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, well, nothing is, everything's broke. So what do you fix first? Hang on, let me go ahead and grab it. It's uh, youngturkfilm.com. Y-N-G-turkfilm.com. Go there and watch Fear of Girls. If you have not seen this, and tell me that this is not the stereoprototypical role player, and you can't say it's not a stereotype because it's true. Every damn bit of it's true. 
You're not a dwarf. You're not an elf. Don't act like it. Don't speak in high English with half you people don't even know how to talk. You want mercy? I'm chaotic neutral! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Blind. He's seen it. He knows what I'm talking about. The Death and Taxes Guild. Or LARPing. That's another one that they go through. It's it's an absolutely hysterical... It's kind of in the same... Uh, the same genre as uh, PurePunish.com, except it's a different group that are, that's doing this, and it, I think it's a little more professionally done. You know, go ahead and and, and watch it, enjoy it. Okay, Zemo is bringing up uh, the Death and Taxes Guild. Basically, told Blizzard to change the encounter in um, uh, the Anchorage boss, and how you know after spawning all these, thank you, Sentin, after spawning all this uh, crap about changing uh, the boss. In Anchorage, they actually went ahead and did it. They caved in and, and changed it so these easier to down. Uh, why? Blizzard caves in for, for the weirdest and oddest reasons. Really, they do. Makes you wonder. But no, don't send them to role-playing servers because then I gotta hear these assholes. Ah, but these people are running through Agamar. They're not talking like an orc or a troll. Look, if we're all role-playing then trolls can only talk to trolls and orcs can only talk to orcs and the undead should be able to talk to humans because they weren't humans at one point. It, for a role-playing game, there's some serious plot holes and gaps. Yeah. In my personal opinion. So I guess my question to you folks tonight is this. and Riddle me this and answer me this if you can. Should Blizzard actually change this game based on what Uber Guilds think? I mean, this is the same company that changed their game based on what Tillerman told them. Yeah, but see, that's just it, Killer Frog. Killer Frog says because the majority of people who whine get what they want. Uh, by and large, uh, I take that back. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You know, three people who aren't the majority were able to change Maine Coon, the name of an actual cat, to Black Tabby because they thought the coon meant nigger, and they took offense. I wonder if these jackasses are actually running up and down New England shooting these black-tainted cats because they're called Maine Coons. Because it's a real cat, it's a real breed. But Blizzard caved in for that. And let's not forget the infamous gay rights problem where the, I suppose it, and I put this in quotations, woman, was advertising for a gay-friendly clan and got tossed for three days and told, don't do it. Then all of a sudden, oh, but you're picking on gays. They cave in. Justin, I have a song. Okay. Uh, all right, skits is. Uh, I'm guessing by the name that it it has to do with D and D. But should Blizzard? I mean, let me get your opinion on this. And this is what I really wanted to get down to. And it was brought up to me, because we were debating this, a couple of us were talking about it uh, in the uh, the pre-show. A couple of the guys that I talked to, and one of them is a developer of a game company. A small one, nothing that you guys have probably heard of. It's a turn-based strategy war game that they've done. They've done a couple, and they're doing another one. Should, comp or should employees of a game company, especially ones that have influence over the design of the game, be allowed to join a public guild. 
That's my question. Because this is the third time this has taken place. And I don't believe for a second that it's just some giant coincidence that a brand new server appears and on the exact same day for the exact same server that the uh, the Fire Heaven group resides on, all of a sudden it can move across. Onto a server that Blizzard had said, we will never allow anybody from a, a normal server move to a, a player versus player. It shouldn't happen. It shall not happen because it's not fair. All of a sudden, oh, okay, now we're going to do it. I know, because we need people to move. Really? Well, you've never done this before. That doesn't seem very fair to me. So, should employees be able to decide for themselves who it is they play for, where it is they play for? I'm talking. I'm not talking about your artist. I'm not talking about your form schmuck. I'm not talking about the guy who gets, you know, the fat kid who gets your donuts and your coffee. I'm talking about, say, Tiggle or what the hell is the other guy named Fuhrer or whatever the fuck his name is. The developers. I'm talking about people who can actually change the philosophy design of the game. Look, a year ago, this game was not a Raiders game, was it? Tiggle wasn't the, only, wasn't the guy in charge. Wasn't it like Calgon or Kilgon or... Kilbane, or whatever the hell his name was, wasn't he in charge? He was like supposed to be the PvP god. He was going to revolutionize the way PvP because the honor system sucked. I got news for you, folks. The honor system we got was not the one we were originally supposed to. And I'm not talking about World of Warcraft. I'm talking about any game. Any game. Where it can be changed based on where you, these players or these employees can be influenced by other players that have no other vested interest in the game other than just playing it. Change the game, which affects maybe 95% of the population. Doesn't affect them, though. Or, I guess a better way to put it is, it gives them a benefit or an advantage that the other players do not get. Killer Frog says, of course they should be allowed. Where else should they go? Can't make a separate server with employees, only uh, that would be uber boring. Megahawk says, no, they should not be able to. Is a conflict of interest. And I agree. Yes, they're playing on public game servers. They're playing on uh, PVE with the this notoriously known Fires of... What is it? The Fires of Heaven? Yeah, FOH. They get the information ahead of time. They get, you know, uh, balance information ahead of time. They know how encounters are going to change ahead of time. Developer opens the hand, console window. Hand of God. Alright, did I ever play uh, Dark Age of Camelot? No, I did not. The reason why is I wasn't even aware of its existence until long after it had been out for a while. And at the time, I'll tell you, at the time it was really popular, I wasn't in that into gaming. And what I was doing, when I really got back into gaming, was Warcraft 3. Because it was a period of two years where I didn't do much. I had other things going on, like, oh, I don't know, college. I didn't have time for games. So. Me, personally, I don't think that these employees should be allowed to play the game and be in public guilds like this. Or if they do, they should not be able to reveal who they are. You know, this is no different than Dave Chappelle or Kurt Schilling, uh, you know, playing for their EverQuest or World of Warcraft games and telling their guilds who they are. Because they don't. You know, want to know why? Because everybody and their mother knows who Kurt Schilling is. Everybody and their mother knows who Dave Chappelle is. As soon as a guild starts, as soon as a, any group of players starts to get information that the rest of us don't know or isn't known publicly, that I think is an issue. That I think is a detriment to the game. Any game, no matter what it, what it is. 
All right, Dark uh, Killer keeps bugging me at Dark Age at Camelot. I, isn't DOAG isn't or DOAC isn't that game over? I mean, isn't pretty much dead? I mean, they're doing Realm the Realm combat now to try and get a population going because there's not enough people on A1 Realm. It's pretty small, isn't it? Like ten thousand players at most. It's pretty much run its course, and that you know that's just it. I, I don't know what to think about the MMORPG world, folks. I really scratched my head. I mean, I pretty much I gave up on WoW. Darkfall, I am pretty much on the verge of giving up. I mean, we signed up for that beta, that beta, that beta back in October. October. It's friggin' the end of April, and not one word has come from the developers at Adventure. I don't know what the hell their issue is. And it's a shame because I gave them a friggin' lot of airplay about Darkfall Online, and it, I mean there has been nothing to talk about. There was one brief video, and that was it, and that was months ago, and it didn't have much to do with anything. I mean, no photos, no articles, no information. Uh, I mean, no video, no nothing. What the hell happened? I mean, this game's been in development since early 2000. Bitch, it's like four months in, almost five months into 2006. Something's got to give. Yes, Mecca, however, you have to understand, that's a completely different situation. Robo Studios saying they showed up at a convention last week. Yeah, wow. Any, any information come out of this? Oh, Skits, tell them to go fucking get a taxi. Alright, so Robo Studios tells me that Adventure was at a, a convention, I guess, last week. Alright. Killer says, imagine putting years into a, making a game and then not being able to allow to see how people like it. Well, you know what? Can't be more important than... That's right. Nothing more important than me. But you know what? If that's the case, you need to come out and say, you know what? We don't have the public funding. We don't have the funding to make the game to come out the way we wanted it to. It's just... I, you know, instead of having all those people... And you know what? I find their forms to be very active considering how long this thing is dragged out. And I'm not bashing Adventure... Because I don't know what the situation is, me th me personally. Well, no, actually, MechaHawk says E3 is right around the corner, maybe then. Uh, apparently they will have a booth, but they're not going to be releasing any other information on the game other than what's already out there. It's on their site. I don't, I don't understand why. Alright, RoboStudio Robo says that Darkfall showed up at, just showed up at a convention. And I guess they'll be releasing new info a month after E3. Why? In June? They're going to release information? Fuck, we signed up for beta in October. It's going to be a year in waiting for a beta after people have been waiting five years for it? E3 is the biggest gaming convention. I mean, granted, you can say it's not what it once was, but it's still the biggest gaming convention for new stuff up and coming, and they're not going to have anything in time for it. All right. If you say so, I mean, if they say so, I don't, I just, I don't get it. Expect the game to be delayed till 2007. Mecca, the way that this thing's going, we're not going to see the beta before 2007. There's one taxi in this town. All right, Skits. <laughs> All right, thanks for the Robo Studios gave me an article at uh, shimmergloom.com. It's under the article section. 
Uh, I'll check it out and see what it says about Darkfall. I just, I'm a little disappointed. Okay, I'm really disappointed. I mean, I gave a lot of airplay. I read into it. I researched it. You know, I read all the, you know, crap that they had on their forums. And, you know, I'm still hoping that the game comes out. I mean, at this point, I'm just hoping for it to actually make it. What's up, Sinvicta? Yar. There's a free shout-out. Shout-out. I'm just hoping the game actually makes it into a beta or makes it to retail so I can see what it looks like. Sentence saying it sees promise of flagship studios. You know, at Guild Wars, it was a cool game. It's a good game for flagship. They got a million players. And with the expansion coming out, I mean, it's not an expansion, it's going to be a standalone. I don't know how the hell that's going to work. That doesn't make much sense to me. Why would you make a second standalone game? That has nothing or very little to do with the first one, because now you guys throw it from scratch. I mean, who the how, how do people really want to do that? I don't know that I would. Now I, I'll be honest with you, Jahal of the Prophet isn't here to ask specifically because that guy lives and breathes Guild Wars. I'm sure he would know. In fact, I'll try and look into this to see if you can actually transfer your old character to the new game. I would think you could. I think there's got to be a way to do it. Killer says, you just want it to come online and suck so you have something else to bash other than WoW. No, man. I want Darkfall to succeed because Darkfall, to me, is the closest bridge that I'll ever see to Ultima Online in the gameplay that, that it was. If Darkfall is has the same setup that Ultima Online does... Alright. Correct me if I'm wrong then, Senton. I've, I've got my notes mixed up then. Flagship is making Hellgate London. Yeah, I know that. NCSoft, thank you. I'm sorry, i got to cross that out. For some reason, i got Guild Wars on his flagship. That doesn't make much sense. All right, I'm updating that. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, CNC3, I, I heard, is in development. i got to go ahead and uh, read up on that, because I don't know what the hell is doing a CNC. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm not talking about the distributor. I'm talking about the people actually doing it. No, I trust me. The reason I bash on games so much is because that's all there really is to do on a lot of them. You know, Oblivion is a fantastic game. It's a fantastic single-player game. There are people... Dude, I've got a couple people at work that do not play games. I'm talking do not play games. They've got it. And they've been talking at the water cooler talking about strategies and things to do. X90 wants to know if I've heard about Warhammer's MMO. Hell yes, I've heard about it. I like Dawn of War. You know what? I have never played a Warhammer-based game with a computer that I did not like, that was not true to the tabletop version, that didn't friggin' own. The problem is the Warhammer MMO that's being done by Myth is some ways out. A friend of mine is actually trying to suck me into uh, a new kind of miniatures game. I like miniatures. I just never you know, had the patience to paint them all, or the money, or the time. I played some Napoleonic Miniatures War games, but I haven't actually played. I mean, I, I know enough about Warhammer to follow along and know what the hell's going on, but I couldn't tell you all the saving throws and you know line of sight for this, that, and the other. But I played all of, all of the uh, computer games. I'm talking even like the old one for the 486 that came out. That was like original Warhammer, not for uh, Warhammer 40k. No, I'm not even gonna go there, Mecca. Yeah, Sentence says Unreal 2007 is coming out. I really liked uh, Unreal uh, 2K4. I thought that was... I, I still think that was one of the better uh, first-person shooters I've played in a while. I thought Quake was a pretty dis pretty big disappointment, me personally. 
but I liked uh, Unreal Tournament, which I never thought I'd say. Speaking of first-person shooters, Sinvicta uh, in our clan uh, recently put up a 1.6 Counter-Strike server, version 1.6, for all of those interested in playing. It is now open to the public. It's got a good map rotation. If anybody's interested, a bunch of the ones you guys are playing on there, I'm sure Desperado will make an appearance. Mechahawk's got nothing better to do with his life. I'm sure he'll be there. Sinvicta practically lives there. If you're interested, get a pen and paper, and I will give you the address. Okay, is the name is the server name Slatanic or Slatanic Central? I don't know, Sin. You got to Sin. You never get into Unreal. It's because you had no friggin' skill. If you can't get a, you know what? There are sniper guns on Unreal. If you can't sit with a friggin' op and hide behind a box all game, then it's not a game that you can play. You can't hop in a vehicle and actually do anything. I mean, it's got friggin' nukes. If it wasn't for that one patch, I'd still be playing. You know what? I might just load that game in later tonight just to play it. It's been a while. That's a game that you can just pop on, start owning people for like 20 minutes, and then go to bed happy. All right. Here it is. Get your paper and pencil. The name of the server is Slaytanic. No, I didn't name it, so don't give me any flack. S-L-A-Y... T-A-N-I-C Slaytanic The IP address of Sinvicta 1G's 1.6 Counter-Strike server is 63.209.36.4 Port 27015 It is located in Dallas, Texas That's Slaytanic Central 63.209.36.4 port 27015 and I'm sure it's infected with posting in our forums at you can always check that out later too if you do not get it or replay this cast you can get it then so there you have it so you can play on Sinvicta's 1.6 Counter-Strike server dun 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 Tiroth, wow well where Sinvicta goes Tiroth is soon to follow hmm <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, booze. Booze is like, ah, it's 1.6. Like, what are you, a Counter-Strike source freak? We've been trying to do that on Saturday nights. We just can't get anybody to play. I tell you what, though. Our Thursday night DOTA games, those are evil. Recently, we started doing uh, a couple of clan nights we opened up to the public on Thursday nights at uh, 9, which I won't be here for this week. I'm going to the Indians game. Um, at Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard on US East, we meet in Channel 1G, and we play uh, Defense of the Ancients, DOTA. We're playing the latest version. Thank you, Tiroth. This Emperor talking about anything worth tuning into. Yeah, fuck you and your mom that you wrote in on. Anyways, uh, it's open to the public. Anybody can come. The last couple weeks we've had some... Some really, really great games. Uh, it's completely in-house, too, because we usually have enough players we don't have to open up to the public. Uh, but it's pretty brutal, too, when we open up the Ventrilo server to the public, and the trash talk is fast and furious and runs pretty thick. So not for the faint of heart, but if you can run your mouth and you can run your character, hey, check it out. Thursdays, U.S. East, Channel 1G, or Clan... No, what is it? What, what, no, it's Channel 1G. We don't have the Clan up running anymore. So check it out, Defense of the Ancients. i tell you another game. And I talked about this in my last show. It was the Risk mod for Warcraft 3 
Oh my god, that's addicting. No, no shit, no joke. Listen here. On Thursday, it was uh, I think we had it was a Thursday or Friday. We had some nasty thunderstorms rolling through here, and uh, Mystic Mim and I had stayed home, uh, which we usually do, you know, with you know, having the whole family and house to ourselves, kind of thing, and you know, with, with the house and a kid and what have you. Anyways, we we're sitting home watching a movie, and movie was over. It was pretty good. Uh, she went to bed early, and I decided that it was about oh 10:30. Wasn't too tired, so I decided to fire up a game of Warcraft 3, and I did. And I decided to make a risk mod, so I did. I'm not gonna run on IGD client. Get away from me. Anyway, so we fired up, and it was a 12-player game. It was a full house. Two and four, two hours and 47 minutes later. I stood victorious. 23,000 units killed in this game. It was a bloodbath all throughout Europe. Five players actually stuck it out. We had You start off with 12 and usually kill off at least half within the first 10 minutes of the game. You know that they're never, gonna, they're never going to go anywhere. We had some really good, good players. And, I mean, it was just brutal. And I started off in the Middle East... I'm sorry, Killer Front. Jesus Christ, Vampire Slayers. The what are you, a Warcraft Replays Forum rat? <sighs> yeah, thanks, Tiroth. They're plugging the uh, FSR's uh, Futuristic Sex Robot song in the Snakes on a Plane soundtrack. Although the movie Snakes on a Plane, yeah, it just screams blockbuster. Anyway. Anyway, so I started off in the Middle East, and I marched north, and I took over Turkey. And it's, if you ever played the board game Risk, it's the same thing, except Warcraft 3, instead of turn-based, it's real-time. And you can make and break alliances, and it was uh, it was me and this other guy, it was the green player. Yeah, green. And it was me and him versus the, this other three, and they owned... We had North Africa, we had Italy, we had Spain and Portugal. And then I had Turkey and the Middle East. They had everything else. England, Ireland, France, Germany, all those little shit countries in between, Russia, and, oh, you know what, I thought about saving the replay, Mechahawk asked me if I saved the replay, and then I didn't, because I didn't think there would be a whole lot of people that would actually download it, and then I'm kind of kicking myself later thinking, you know what, this was such an epic game, I wish I had, I wish I had saved the replay, because it was fantastic, best game of Warcraft 3 I've played in years, and I'm talking ladder, I'm talking anything. It was great. I'm I'm literally, literally fighting on three fronts. I'm fighting in Russia. I was fighting. I'm trying to cross in Constantinople, and I landed a whole bunch of troops in um, uh, in southern uh, Italy, and marched up through Italy and attacked uh, in and I uh, struck into France and uh, Switzerland, and it was it was brutal. Meanwhile, my uh, ally who, who decided to stick with me, he got invaded. The guy who had England and France and uh, Iceland voted, or I'm sorry, voted. Landed and attacked in Portugal and marched his way into Spain. I mean, it was brutal, but it was fun. I mean, there's a lot that goes on. You really have to pay attention to what's going on. There's a lot of macro management um, because of the sheer amount of troops. It's hard to move individual guys. I mean, micro ceases to exist um, after the first 10 minutes. You pretty much just right-click and go. And then once the battle starts, you kind of micro your tanks or micro your uh, your mortars, your snipers, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, Blinn, I have played a couple of Risk games and some very good ones since then. 
So I know it's it's wiped out my last replay. I, I know that option's in there for Warcraft 3, but unfortunately I I have wiped it away. So, oh, but I tell you what, the next time I have a good one, I'll post it up at uh, 1GReborn.com. You guys can download it and tell me what you thought. You know, if you'll have to get the map first, obviously, but once you see the map, the mod in play, uh, maybe a lot of you will actually like it. In fact, what we could do, what's possible, is if we get enough people to go, instead of doing like a free-for-all Warcraft 3 shoutcast like we've done in the past, maybe we can turn around and do a Risk game, because it's big enough. The problem is you eliminate the players fairly quickly, so once that takes place, you're pretty much just sidelined watching the game because all your bases and troops are dead. I mean, you might as well leave the game. Then again, that happens in free-for-alls anyways, so... I went to a college named Blinn once. Yeah, uh, Sinvicta, you lost credibility when he says, I went to college. That's when we stopped, because everything after that is laughter. Sorry, buddy. Don't give me any shit, I could have been your dad if the dog hadn't beat me over the fence. Anyways. Dungeons and Dragons Online. I got to play this recently. Buddy of mine gave it. Uh, let me uh, kind of hop on his account and play. I, it was at his house. We were um, watching the baseball game the other night um, uh, when the Indians got trounced by um, uh, the Orioles, eighteen to nine. God, that was embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, so in between the Indians getting shelled, uh, we decided to go and he was showing me Dungeons and Dragons Online. Here's how the game works. You can you basically build your character, and you can mix and match up to four different skills. Um, it, there are basic templates like you know ranger, wizard, thief, that kind of thing, uh, and you can actually pick your alignment just like you know tabletop Dungeons and Dragons. I'm telling you, it's basically like the tabletop. I have never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. Believe it or not, I'm not much of a fantasy guy. I don't much care for fantasy. I like military sci-fi, and I like military. I'm not much about the fantasy. I'm not all about that. But Warcraft 3 happens to be a hell of a game, so I... or Well, Warcraft 2 was a hell of a game. Warcraft 3 was enough to keep me interested, so that's as far as my fantasy interest goes. At any rate, so you get to pick your alignment, you get to pick your uh, your choices, and essentially what you do is you go into a tavern, and you, you can there's a looking for group option where people list... What okay, what classes they're looking for and what instance they're doing. The entire game is a giant instance. That's all it is. You go into an instance, you run a dungeon. There's three levels of difficulty for a dungeon. There's like newbie, like average, and then like uber. Uh, generalized. I mean, there there's average, hard, and expert. Okay. And I mean, they'll add more mobs. The same mobs will be stronger than they were last time. You can go up in difficulty if you like. Okay. There's ten levels that you can get your character to. And you get so much experience for completing a dungeon. However, if you do not complete the dungeon, you do not get any points. If you get, if you wipe or you die, you have to go ahead and you have to... Um, you have to res at a shrine inside the dungeon because if you go outside of the dungeon and then come back in, you will lose experience points. Regardless, you can actually lose levels. Yeah, I know, Kongs. I just addressed that. I, I've, I've played games since then, so... Nothing I can do about that. But that's all it is, is. It's one instance after another. And there's a variety of different dungeons you can do based on, you know, certain... There's certain uh, uh, difficulties or certain kinds of dungeons or certain mobs. There isn't... From what little I saw, there wasn't a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. 
And at the end, when you go to get your loot, there's a chest there, and you can open up a chest, and it's got specific loot for your specific class. Like, if I'm in a group with a warrior and a thief and a wizard and another wizard, you know, there'll be one set of loot for me, one set of loot for him. There's no rolling. There's no, no, you know, changing. Now, you can go ahead and trade this stuff later, you know, if you want. In the taverns, you can give, you know, other items to other people if you so choose. However, you don't have to. So it takes away the whole issue of uh, fighting over loot or getting dragon kill points or what have you, the others, you know, that some clans use. Uh, that's pretty much not existing. You don't have to deal with it. Which is nice, and I also like they're looking for group feature. I thought that was fantastic, where they list what dungeon they're doing, and they list uh, what character you're looking for, what character class. Basically, you send a tell to the leader, and he automatically adds you to the raid. Just like that, and you're off and running. So, that's how that works. I, I thought, I was thinking to myself, you know what? It's too bad Blizzard can't implement a, a looking for group policy like this, or a program like this. I mean, obviously, they don't have much of a, a, of a problem trying to rip off people in other companies and do their things. I mean, there is no originality left in MMORPGs for the most part. This comes close. But there are some things, there are things I like and things I hate about Dungeons & Dragons Online. For one, there's no player versus player. Interaction with characters, from what I understand and from what I can see, is pretty much non-existent. Wasn't anything that was that particular. You go to a tavern, then you go to a dungeon. You go to a tavern, then you go to a dungeon. Okay, maybe that's like the tabletop version. Uh, the biggest raid, Killer Frog asks how big are the raids? The biggest raids you can get are 10-man raids. That's as big as they get. Most everything is 3, 4, 5 player-ish. But 10-man is the biggest you can get. And if we understand, there are no plans of making it any bigger than 10. Maybe 15 down the road, but that's it. It's a very small, very intimately designed uh, group system. There's about 16 or 17 servers. Yeah, and there's no PvP. There's there's not a whole lot of interaction. I understand what the tabletop version is. I guess you don't, you know, walk around and talk to the, what was it, the dungeon master, or the game master, or whoever's running your game. You don't, I guess, don't go walking around the countryside looking for shit to happen. I guess you go into a dungeon, and then you leave the dungeon. You go into a dungeon. I mean, isn't there supposed to be a story behind this or something? Isn't, aren't they supposed to... You know, you know, you walk into a dungeon because you're looking for something. You know, way to go, Tiroth. If you're just tuning in, it's about damn time. But unlike Tiroth, I uh, hope you're paying attention. Uh, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons Online. Uh, it's not a game that I would enjoy. I mean, I, I see it being very casual friendly uh, because for two reasons. One, you, I mean, you pretty much go as you please. There is no rush to do anything. Uh, the second thing being that. There is no... It's not very gear-oriented. The reason why it's not very gear-oriented is because, you know, my my magic missile at level 5 still hits for the same amount of damage my level 5 magic missile hits, you know, depending on what kind of gear I've got. Yeah, you could you can complete MMO... I mean, this D&D Online, you could pretty much do pretty quick. Well, not pretty quick, but you could you can complete the game, I would think. There's a lot of dungeons. Each dungeon has three different levels of difficulty, and then, of course, you would have to... You also have the ability that you can customize your character a lot more. It's, it's more of a... It makes classes hybrid classics. It allows you to do it yourself. No, there's no crafting. Nothing like that. All right, Poozbat says he thinks that they designed the game around dungeoneering. 
like crafting epic story plots and stuff. But where is it? Where's the epic story plots? Yeah, thanks, Never, for tuning in. We're about Rise and Fall. That was in the first hour of the show. The first ten minutes, actually. Me, personally, have not tried the Rise and Fall demo. I will try between now and Sunday. Expect a review. Short shot, I don't have to tell you there's a show. You know on a Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, come hell or high water, or perhaps no power, or Mystic Man wanted me to do something else, or if I have anything else better to do, you know there's going to be a show on the air at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard here at onceyoureborn.com. You know it. It should be on your calendars. You should rue the day that a show does not happen. You have to plan your life around my Sunday show. Here's what I suggest to people who want to play D&D. If you're the kind of player who likes dungeon crawling, who likes the challenges of a five, even a ten-man raid, or ten-man instance, if you're not interested in fighting anybody else, if you're only interested in grouping up and going and doing a dungeon with a variety of people or your team, you know... If you like all that, if you like doing the instances, if you don't like having to fight people for loot, if you don't, you know, if you don't mind all that, then you like D&D. And I guess we understand, other than the first month of the game, they've had no issues with, with connectability. And this is what shocked me the most, is it, run, it runs off a of GameSpy. It runs off of GameSpy. Which... I was stunned by. It actually has uh, voice communication too, like uh, Counter Strike and uh, Unreal Tournament. If you got a microphone, it has it built in, and that also runs through GameSpy. So, and it runs exceptionally well. I mean, I guess the first month for several of the servers was an absolute nightmare, but I guess they've already really hammered that out. Actually, Neba, I equated it to more like Dynasty Warriors, the way it plays. Or uh, what's another one that? Uh, Kessen, if anybody ever played Kessen, or Kessen 2. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said I would never buy the game or touch it because it runs off of GameSpy. But it, you know what? I guess it runs very well. I guess the company that licenses the servers from really uh, laid the wood to them, well, I guess that's not the right term, but really laid the hammer to them make sure that it was running, running pretty well. I mean, I, hey, their servers are running just fine. Now, granted, they only have, I think, 16 servers. Now, I don't know how many people play on a server, but I can't imagine this game is that big. You know, maybe 20,000, 30,000 at most, I would think. Player base. I don't know, I guess they don't have much of a... They don't have a hard time finding players. Or finding people to do dungeons, so... I mean, the game's only been out for two months, not even two months, so... I mean, it's fairly new. I mean, if all they're doing is adding dungeons, they don't have to worry about any kind of balance issues or... PvP, I guess, is pretty easy, too, to keep up with content. I mean, new stuff, you want to release a patch. And I believe it's 14 bucks a month if you wanted to play. It's just not the game... It's not a game that I would have any interest in playing. I like the casual, friendly aspect, and I, I'm glad that it's not based on gear. I mean, it helps to have it, but it's not required. It's just... To me, there's got to be more than dungeon crawling. I just... This isn't any fun to me. Doing Skullamance for the 20th time in a row, you know, that's not fun. I did Upper Black Rock Spire last week, uh, right before Easter. I think it was a Saturday. Before, I think it was a good Saturday. And I logged in my character because my brother-in-law was out of town. And 
I was playing and I got the uh, uh, the Valor shoulders to drop in uh, Upper Black Rock Spire and uh, Black Mini is a guild mate of mine had, has done 73 runs and never got them. He's got him to drop twice and he lost the roll on him. And I was talking, I think uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, one of our other uh, guild members who's, all, who's also warrior, did it like 20 times, never got him to drop. I got him to drop and I won them in a roll. Hell yeah. So you know what I did? I petitioned the Game Master and said, Hey, I accidentally got these. They weren't supposed to go to me. They're supposed to go to my buddy's character. <laughs> so we got a GM. He hopped on and said, Okay, not a problem. Next time your buddy's online, tell him to put a uh, ticket in and we'll have it transferred to his character. <laughs> oh, I'm a sneaky bastard. <laughs> Tiroth and Saint Victor are going at it, and Sentence like, "Yep, IRC is back to normal." <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out in the end. Um, as it turns out, Black Media decided that because the GM we actually talked to the second time around said that uh, he, they would look into it. And would kick it upstairs to another department to investigate to see if they could actually do it. And it really aggravated me because and I actually wrote down the GM's name. GM Uthen. E-U-T-H-E-N. That's E-U-T-H-E-N. I'm sorry, Nevis says he's ran 36 times. He's seen them drop three times. He let two ex-clamates have them and then one got ninja Ex-clamates. That's one thing that pissed me off in Warcraft. We would run these assholes through these instances, gear them up, and they turn around and leave for one of the raid guilds so they can go get our stuff. Like, you know, we were building towards Molten Core. You are supposed to help, you know, once we got you geared. They don't even say anything. Just quit. Go play with them. Anyway, so while we were waiting for the GMs to get back to us, and they still haven't a week later, I guess Meanie went and did a Black Rock Spire run and actually got his shoulders to drop and actually won them. So, I guess all's well that ends well. Would have been nice to have beat the system, but it's kind of funny that even then you have two different GMs quoting two different sets of rules and playing by two sets, two sets of rules. And that's what really it comes down to. Is you got your GMs who are willing to help and willing to make the player's experience better and actually have a good time, and they got the GMs who want to act like e-hard asses, like, you know, hi, I'm GM Hardass, and who don't want to do anything for the, for the person, either you know, out of pure spite or, or just laziness. But, I mean, there's too many... There's too many double standards to believe that they're actually hogtied by rules or regulations. I don't believe that for a second. Yes, I know. I'm being motioned to. Um, I've gone over the limit. Alrighty, folks. So for next Sunday, expect to have a more detailed uh, look into Rise and Falls demo when I download it and start playing it. Don't forget to check out futuristicsexrobots.com. That's robots with a Z. Check them out. Throw out your vote for a Snake in a Plane soundtrack. You've got to vote for their song so that they get a chance of being on the soundtrack of the movie. Check it out. Definitely help them out. Uh, they're good people, good music. You'll like it. Also, don't forget, uh, you'll be able to find this show and all of our other ones at onesyouareborn.com, uh, including a, a State of Warcraft, our Warcraft 3 show done by done by Idiotech. That's always up and available for download on Wednesdays at onesyouareborn.com. I think that's pretty much everything, folks. I've had everything I wanted to get to. Uh, no commercials until everything is up and running. Neva's going to a barbecue. Get me a steak. 
Although I had stroganoff tonight with rice. Oh, yeah. Mim can make some stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Hell, yeah. All right, folks. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget also, Sinvicta 1G's new 1.6 Counter-Strike server, Slaytanic. Check it out. That's Slaytanic, the Counter-Strike 1.6 server being run by Sinvicta 1G. It just went public this week. You are all invited to tell your ones of friends to come by and play. All right? Anyways, folks, bad manners are better than no manners at all. I'll catch you next Sunday. So long, everybody.